Now, from Studio 77, it's Positively Ernie Extra. New York's TV legend and 77 WABC radio talk host is ready with positive news and interviews that inform, educate, and inspire you. Here's Ernie. Okay, thanks. Hi, everybody, and here I am with another great show for you. I'm Ernie Anastas, and let's talk about this today. What's next? Changes in your life. Now, this is a very exciting topic, I think, because we all face changes and transitions from time to time. I've always said that life is a series of adjustments, and it all depends on how we look at it. So we're going to give you a great show today. I've got a fabulous guest who's going to answer a lot of your questions and a lot of mine as well. Let's say hi to Joanne Lippman. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Ernie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. It's a pleasure to have you on. This is a wonderful program. Great topic. You've written an amazing guide to mastering change and successfully reinventing yourself. Uh, This book is called Next, The Power of Reinvention in Life and Work. And it's doing well, isn't it, Joanne? It is. It is. It clearly it has struck a chord Mm. with so many people because so many of us are going through a transition right now, or so many of us are, have, particularly since COVID, we've been rethinking yes. our, you know, we're, we've been reprioritizing our lives and rethinking our relationship to our jobs. You know, so, I've talked to at yes. least a couple of people uh, in, the, in the past couple of days who have told me that they have moved, uh, they're starting a, a new life, if you will, somewhere else, doing what they like to do, but in a different environment, and, and some other changes. So it's a very common thing. I think we've been through a period of, of sort of rethinking who we are, what we are, as a result of what's happened with COVID. I think you, you allude to that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's sort of like we've had a mass reset. Mm. And what's so interesting, Ernie, is that if you think about it, in the course of your life, of anyone's life, we all go through these periods where there's a major transition. And it could be, you know, you get a new job or you get transferred mm-hmm. or you get married or you get divorced or, right. you know, you become an empty nester, whatever it is. We, mm-hmm. we generally go through these moments that are very personal to us. Yeah. But what happened three years ago was when the, the world was upended and suddenly every one of us, all of us at the same time went through that transitional oh, sure. moment. And, and we had time. Changed. And Joanne, we also had time to do it because, you know, we had lockdowns. People were home. People were not working, you know, in the office or wherever. Uh, they had time to, to just relax a little bit and think about life, think about what they were doing and what they wanted to do. So that's created a lot of change right there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so many of us, we're so busy, right? We're running, 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 running. There's never a chance to sort of stop and reset and give yourself a chance to think, am I, do I love what I'm doing? Mm. Am I in the right place? Am I in the right relationship? And when we suddenly had that sort of stop moment, it gave us an opportunity to actually think and and reprioritize and and in a a lot of ways i mean the pandemic was horrendous Mm -hmm. on pretty much every level but in this one particular way it actually turned out to be an opportunity for people to really reset oh absolutely let me ask you this now um you know with your experience writing this book and all the research that you've done given the choice do you think that more people would choose to be happy in their personal life Maybe somehow you can deal with your work, but if your personal life is not good, it affects everything. G- give me your take on that, personal life versus your success in your work. 
Yeah, that's such a great question. I actually think the two are very connected mm. because to have the satisfaction in your personal life, if you're miserable at work, <laughs> it, it doesn't really, it, no. it, it, you know, you're still not very happy. You could be thrilled with work and have a miserable personal life and you're still miserable. Right. right? So, so I think that um, people, I do think that a lot of us, when we've been reprioritizing our lives, have been reprioritizing it for the, exactly that way. You put, Ernie, you put your finger, I think, on the most important part here is yeah. we've been thinking about how do we set up our lives in a way that we are happier and more satisfied and that there's more meaning. And I think that's a huge reason why so many people have either switched careers or looked for new opportunities for, for work. And it's because we are searching for meaning. We want to make sure that, yes. that our lives, right, have meaning yeah. both personally and professionally. You know, th there's a terrific line that I use often. Uh, don't strive for success. Strive for significance. Uh, doing something, having the kind of life that makes you feel good about yourself, that you're making a yeah. contribution, that you're happy, that you're living the kind of life that you want. But we know that's not always easy to get because it takes a lot of work and a lot of planning as well. And, and you talk about that in your book. I do. I do. First of all, I love how you phrase that about looking for significance, right? As mm. opposed to success. And that is something that I found. So, so in reporting next, what I did is I actually, I interviewed hundreds of people. I interviewed people who had made every imaginable kind of pivot, right. whether it was career, some people, it was coming back from a trauma or from a terrible failure. Sure. Um, for some people, it was like they had life-changing aha moments. And I wanted to understand what was the process that they went through. So I interviewed people to tell me their stories. Wow. And then I interviewed scientists and academics mm. to study the process of change. And what I found is when they walked me through the steps, everybody I talked to would use different words, mm -hmm. but they were essentially all describing the same process. What were they saying? Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I actually, I called this the reinvention roadmap. And there are four steps that people go through, okay. which I can walk you through quickly. Yeah, and, go ahead. Um, is, this the yeah, yeah. That, is this the toolkit that's in the book? Well, so there's a toolkit, which is a dozen strategies that are okay. going to help you get through. Oh, and good. we can talk about some of those strategies. Okay. But to, just to get through yeah, the, go back on that. Sure, the go ahead. stages of reinvention, the mm -hmm. four stages are search, struggle, stop, solution. Oh, I and, like that. Yeah. Good progression. So the, yeah. So the search is a lot of people are in the search right now, right. which is you're collecting information, you're collecting experiences mm -hmm. that are going to ultimately lead you toward a transition. What's so fascinating, Ernie, mm -hmm. about that process in right. the search is that it is very often unintentional. So many of the people I spoke to, mm -hmm. they didn't realize they were going to pivot in their career really? or their life. Yeah. But they this search process was something, you know, sometimes it's a hobby or a side hustle. It's just sure. something that they're drawn to. Right. Then you the second stage then is the struggle. Okay. Struggle. The yeah, struggle. that's tough. Go ahead. That's yeah. Tough. Talk about that's the struggle the after you do the search. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the part that we don't like to talk about. And in fact when we tell great stories of reinvention or transformation, we leave this step out. But it's so important. So the struggle is when you're starting to disconnect right. from where you were, your previous identity, but you haven't quite figured out the new one. Hmm. I would say millions of people right now are in the struggle. This is what I hear from readers. Yep. They really respond to this mm -hmm. because it's something that 
it's very lonely and you feel like it's just you oh, and you yeah. feel like there's something wrong with well, this you. Is, this is the painful part that you're talking about, the struggle, yeah, right? Yeah. This is, this and, is where it hurts, yeah. It's, it hurts yeah. and it feels like you're stuck. Okay. But, but the good news here is what I found in all of my research is even though you feel stuck, mm-hmm. you're not. You're actually moving forward. It's okay. painful. All right. So now we but get out of the struggle. What's next? We get out of that. Yeah. Very often it doesn't end until you reach that third stage, the stop. So mm-hmm. the stop is something that pulls you out of your routine. Okay. And that's what gives you the perspective to put all of the struggle and uh-huh. all the experiences together. Okay. You analyze to it all. Where okay. To yep. analyze it all, to give you, to synthesize it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the stop, that could be something, it could be something like I quit my job or, you know, my yeah. kid went off to college. Like it could be something you taking choose. Taking action of some sort. Yeah, taking yep. action. It could sure. be something you choose. It could also though, be something that's imposed on you, like mm-hmm. I lost my job mm. or a pandemic. This is what the pandemic did to all of us. It, it's something that pulls you out of your routine. Yep. And then all of this previous information coalesces mm-hmm. into that fourth and yeah. final step. I love this one. Solution. Yay. Solution, <laughs> where you finally get to where you're transitioning. To. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And that's a great feeling, isn't it? Great it's feeling. It's an amazing you... feeling. Oh, yeah. And, but what's so cool is, two, you know, there's two things. There's two big myths that I explode in next uh-huh. that I think are really important because they can really hold us back. And one is what I call the Cinderella myth, which right. is this idea that when we see great transformations, we always it, it always looks like it happens instantly. Right. It's that's why it's like Cinderella mm. or when you're an adolescent, it's Superman or Spider-Man. And then you grow up, you turn on the TV, it's yep. American Idol. Yep. And and that is this myth that it's just sort of drummed into mm-hmm, us that mm-hmm. makes us think that it's supposed to happen overnight. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. Well, it takes a little so time. But, should know that. Yeah, but when you find that solution, though, Joanne, you know, when when you know that you're you're doing something uh, and you've gone through all those different stages, you pointed out uh, that's such a great process because you've Learn something. Yeah. You know, there's another line that says when you want to do something, start. Just start. Yes. You have to, you know, it's, it's like if, you, if you're going to paint a, a room and you say, you know, I think this wall will look uh, nice in a blue. If you go out and you buy a little can of, you know, two cans of little blue paint, different colors, and you put them on the wall and you say, okay, what does that look like? And then you make a decision. You're going to paint the wall because you already started it. Exactly. That's such a great analogy. Yeah. Uh, The second myth I just want to mention um, is this idea that when you start to transition, you have to know exactly where you are going. Mm -hmm. And that is something that holds a lot of us back because they're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. Right, And you you just kind of stop and stick with what you're doing, even if you're unhappy. But what I found with so many of the people I interviewed is they once they were open to it, they went on these sort of circuitous paths and they ended up places they never would have expected. Like one of my favorite people who I interviewed and profiled in the book okay. is a guy who was an economist, a Harvard trained economist. He worked at JP Morgan for 30 years. And if you see him today, he is a cattle farmer <laughs> in oh, the Hudson man. Valley. And I'm like, that just seems so, you know, I can't even imagine how you get from one place to the other. And he said, well, I certainly didn't plan it, but, (laughs) (laughs) but he said he loves what he's doing because it it happened over a period of years. Right. And he had a weekend house on a farm, a Mm -hmm. weekend farmhouse, and he Mm -hmm. learned farming on the weekends over the years and got drawn into it. And he says, you know what? I use all my economist skills because I'm running a small business now, which is what a farm is. 
And uh, and so, you know, there were so so nothing was wasted in his whole career path. And if you talk to him, it was a very organic transition, but he had to be open to the idea of going Mm. someplace he did not expect. And that Mm. was so true for, for so many people. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at yeah. You know, I, I want to ask you something else, because all the things we're talking about uh, do with human behavior and, and our personalities. There are, and I know you, you have done so many of these interviews, that have self-doubt, and they have low self-esteem. And they say, you know, I want to make this change, and you kind of touched on that a little bit about being in a rut. But they, they have this self-doubt that they can actually do it. And it's like, who do you go to? Where do you find the support mechanism? How do you get yourself to build up your confidence, have a healthier image to say, you know what? I can go through search, struggle, stop, and solution. But some people say, I don't know if I can do all that. Help us out with that, Joanne. Help us out. Yes. Yes. So that's where the strategies come from. And I have in the book a dozen strategies to help you get through. And so much of it is Mm -hmm. about how do you start. Yes. So there's a a couple of of my favorites that I will mention to you, favorite strategies. One is you can you start by imagining possible selves, which okay. is a psychological term. But basically, mm-hmm. imagining possible selves is really like putting yourself in, you know, uh, how would it feel to be, you know, today I'm a writer, but tomorrow yep. I would really like to be a, a singer, <laughs> which, sure. by the way, would be a terrible idea for me. But, mm. <laughs> but put, put yourself... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Try singing. Why not? Never too late to be what you might have been. Remember that line too, right? <laughs> right, right. But but the idea is seriously, if you if you have an idea, yeah. you know, think about what would it feel like? How would other people see me? How would I see myself? What would it feel like? Hmm. But beyond that, what you want to do is take that extra step. Don't just think about it, do it. And that was your point exactly, yep. which is just start. 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 Hey, we got a and phone call. In- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, someone's calling us, and, and I want oh, you to sure. pick up that thought, but let's take that phone call. Hi, you're on the air. How are you? Hello. Hi, my name is Melissa. How Hi, are Melissa. You? We're doing great. Thanks for calling us. How are you doing today? All right? Very good. Great to talk to you both. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, I have a question today. Um, yeah. It is about reinventing ourselves once our children are all grown up. So, oh. you know, as parents, we spend so much time with our kids. We're going to their sporting events and activities. And then before you know it, they're all grown up. And um, I don't know, I, I tend to feel a little bit lost. Uh, wow. Everything is quiet. And I'm just wondering if if you have any advice during this transition period. Good question, Melissa. I think that's a very common problem for a lot of people, Joanne. Let's see if we can help Melissa out here. 
Yes, Melissa, that is the greatest question. I actually have a chapter that I go into completely on um, particularly women who, and, and the star of that chapter is a woman who, who left the corporate world when her three children were young and had, to, Melissa, she sounded just like you, like her, suddenly she's an empty nester. What do you do? This is the amazing thing is, Melissa, you and others like you have so many skills that you have accumulated that are so useful mm. in a different context. Yeah. So, for example, the, this woman who I who I profiled, she was very involved in civic organizations and in the PTA, and she got involved in the zoning board. And she also got to know local businesses. And she had a corporate background. And so what she ended up doing was she, she actually started a nonprofit mm. where she works with other women like herself, primarily uh, stay-at-home moms yeah. who have left the, have left the workforce. Um, and they, they tutor, they mentor hmm. local business owners, on whatever their skill set is, yeah. whether it's marketing or PR or finance, whatever it is. And it, and this woman who I interviewed, she said it, it helped both, you know, the, the, the local business owners who she had gotten to know in all of these years, but it also helps the volunteer moms who get to kind of refresh whatever business skills they may have had previous oh, to having that's kids, interesting. whatever their college major was, right? Yeah. And um, this woman, her name is Jane Veron, and she went on to, she that this raised her profile and she got so involved in the community that she ultimately was um, elected to be mayor of right. her hometown of Scarsdale, New York. Not everybody wants to go and be mayor or a CEO, but yeah. the fact is that my point but it is was a good so idea. many skills, yeah. so many skills that are transferable in so many ways to mentor others. Melissa, does that help you out? Others. Does that help you out? Yeah, I find that inspiring. So I will find my way, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. Uh, you know, if I you just keep, you will. yeah, you just keep working at it. But you've done such a great job. I'm sure you know parenting and learning all of that and and some of the other skills that you've acquired. Go out there and find the right thing for you and be happy. Okay. And, yeah, and you can sure. start Thanks. with volunteering. Yeah, you can start with volunteering, and that could build into other kinds of careers. I, I think I, I I see great things for you, Melissa. That sounds great. Well, thanks for the advice, and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks so much. Thanks for the phone call. We Bye. appreciate that. It's always nice to hear from people. Uh, you know, Joanne, uh, one of the bottom lines here when we start saying, okay, what is it? Communication. Okay, I'm in the communication business, been in it all my life, and you're doing the same thing. So if we need to communicate, if it's at the heart of so many issues in life, Give us some of your strategies from your book for improving our skills in that area of communication. Yes, yes. Well, so one of my very, very favorite strategies, which helps along these ways, is mm -hmm. I call it to find your expert companion. So expert companion. That is, I borrow that phrase also from trauma psychologists oh. who use it when they work with trauma survivors to help trauma survivors recover. Okay. But what what actually what the expert companion is is someone who has an objective view of you who knows you well and who can reflect back to you what are your strengths and talents this also goes to the point you were making earlier it's about the good. lack of confidence yeah. because we all we all have these innate strengths and talents and skills that are so innate to us mm -hmm. that we don't even recognize them so you're expert companion. It could be a spouse or a friend or colleague. Um, it could be a coach, professional, you know, mm -hmm. career coach, mm -hmm. but, it, but what they do is they don't tell you what to do, but what they do is help you have a much more realistic See that. sense 
of you and your own achievements. It's great great. for focus. It's also great for your self-confidence to understand. Wonderful. Most of the people, most of the people I talk to when they're in the middle of a transition, they are further along than they realize that they are. Joanne, I think that's helpful to know. I I love everything that you've talked about today. You've been so helpful and and helping with our guests who are calling in. Information is terrific. Uh, Next is the name of your book. Great success with it. We certainly hope you'll, you'll come back and join us. Will you do that sometime? I would love to. Thank you. Thank you so much. We wish everybody good luck at what they choose to do next in their life. May it all be good news to you, my friends. And I'll see you next time. I'm Ernie Anastas on Positively Extra. And you can always catch me on 77 WABC every day with more positive news you can use. I'm wishing you all things, good things in your life. And like the song goes, remember, you were born to be alive. See you next time. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.